is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Bitcoin Noise Show. Hmm, that's a new one. Today is September the 14th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking this is where the big boys play offended by selling personal responsibility as a new counterculture in motion five digit realm relentless okay this is your home for bitcoin insider information i'm going to talk about some insider information i gave you the other day hello my elite friends check out friday's show this week in Bitcoin, Gordon Einstein and Tommy were on. It was a great catch, baby, a great combo. It's linked to below, uh, and just check out all the links below. Usually everything's at disruptmeister.com, techbalt.com. Follow me on Twitter at T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Uh, but as you know, my main channel has had some issues, uh, but is everything should be back to normal on Monday. And if you're watching this tape, just ignore everything I said. You're probably watching this on my main channel anyway. All right. Let, if you've got questions, I got answers. Though. Type in uh, my name and uh, just get my attention, my elite friends. And we're going to just try to rip through this show because I want this thing done like in 20 minutes. I have to take a shower. Uh, I, I really need one. You get shirts like this below, of course, but uh, I, I got to eat. Uh, all right. So – be a unique beast, guys. All right. Now, uh, what is this? So on the, what's the Bitcoin Noise Show all about? I'm teaching you guys how to identify noise and just to get it out of your freaking systems so you can focus on more productive endeavors. So some of this, I'm just going to shout out some noise. You'll be like, okay, that's it. That's all I need to hear about it. Now, Max Kaiser, um, he says some bold things, okay? I, I get, He has become a big spokesperson for Bitcoin. He's done good things for Bitcoin. I definitely disagree with a lot of things he's done in the past. Um, and we won't, we won't get into them. But I got to say something about he, he creates a lot of noise. Okay. He does create. He, he knows how to get attention. He'll say the boldest and brashest things about. And, and, and you know, props to Tai Zen for being a unique beast for calling out Max Kaiser constantly. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to be nicer than, uh, than Tai Zen. And I'm going to read you a Max Kaiser tweet. And everyone loves these tweets. And you know what? I, I love to be positive. Uh, but there's, there, there comes a point when you're like exaggerating things, dudes. And that and it becomes noise. It, it really does become noise. And people can get just carried away. So he says, before the 2024 U.S. presidential elections, by the way, guys, that's in less than four years now, he predicts, one, Bitcoin worth trillions. Well, he means the market cap. Okay, Okay, that seems. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, it. it to, to, you said trillions. That's that's plural, not not a trillion, but trillions. All right, I'm gonna argue with. You can say what you want to say. That's not. I'm not gonna pick on you with that one. Bitcoin, the world reserve currency. There you go. He knows that's not true. He has to know that's not true. I mean, they, what are the chances of that happening in less than four years? All right. Do you know? I mean, how many people have Bitcoin now? Less than 1% of the Earth's population? Uh, it's, it's something like that. I mean, it's a ridiculously small amount. We're going to get in, in in the English-speaking world. So few people are in this freaking space. He's saying in four years from today, four years from today, was that, that'll be after the 2024 election, that Bitcoin will be the world reserve currency. So no, it won't. It will not be the world reserve. It's the world reserve cryptocurrency already. But to say it's going to take the place of the United States dollar, Bitcoin, the thing that no one's heard of, it, it, it is more likely. Now, I, I'm, I'm telling you that I've said this a million times with the dollar. 
that the dollar is going to be the world reserve currency uh, for the rest of most of our lives. Okay, Uh, but it it would be more legitimate and it's still pretty illegitimate to say that the the Chinese yuan will be the uh, the world reserve uh, currency in 2024. I mean, the way things are going, how they've uh, manipulated everyone into becoming like them and thinking, oh, the Chinese lockdown model is great. If they were able to convince people that they're disgraceful uh, um, sickness management model was the correct one, it's authoritarian dictatorship type of model was the right one, then surely uh, they, they could somehow convince their piece of dung currency because the yuan is a piece of dung because it's, it's totally, uh, it's centrally controlled by them, random, ran, un, based on an unfree system, et cetera, et cetera. Surely they could, it's more likely that it will be the world reserve currency than the than Bitcoin, at least. And some people haven't heard of because people blindly worship the Chinese. I mean, again, but forgetting that the Chinese yuan isn't becoming it, neither is the freaking Bitcoin, the dollar will still be it. But for him to say that, but the Bitcoin is, uh, okay, countries locked in hash war. So I, he, he's saying that, that, that many countries will be mining Bitcoin. Okay, that's that's more reasonable than the Bitcoin being the world reserve currency. Most banks will be gone, replaced with central bank crypto. I think something like that can happen eventually. Not exactly like that. And not in 2024, dude. It's four years away. (laughs) Combined political power of Bitcoin billionaires will dominate policy. I can see that happening one day. I don't know about 2024. But again, the the second one, Bitcoin world reserve currency in 2024. Save this freaking video, okay? If I'm wrong, uh, I'll say I'm sorry, but he's wrong. And I think he's being audacious there and uh, just wants attention and knows knows what gets the retweets. So that, there's your noise analysis right there. Remember, if you're watching this live right now, retweet the thing I just put in there. Do you guys have any ch- – no, you don't have comments. I see Tabal's in there. John's in there. Okay. All right. People saying nonsense. Oh, God. I really, this this needs a, need to get this thing washed for tomorrow. All right, yeah, I went running already today, obviously. Uh, let's let's get back to the show. Come on, I gotta I gotta fix, fix finish this thing. Pound that like button, people. Now, uh, do you still pay a financial planner or an advisor when you don't have to? There are so many people out there. They've got these uh, management gurus. It's crazy. Financial managers, wealth managers. They think they're rich. They need a wealth manager. These guys do not even recommend a 1% Bitcoin allocation, okay, of, of one's portfolio. They keep you in stocks and bonds and real estate, blah, 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 blah. Just over the last few years, if you had 1% in Bitcoin, it would make such a difference, okay? Right now, everyone who got into Bitcoin is way ahead, okay? Uh, Bitcoin proves the uselessness of most wealth management people out there, Okay. You don't need – what is their excuse? What is the excuse of all the wealth management gurus out there, these established guys who work with all sorts of upper middle class people, upper middle class CUCKs who think they need other people to manage their, their money when they can't even recommend a – they're scared of a 1% allocation, all these traditional guys uh, in various downtowns and various cities – I'm not going to name the different companies that you've you've heard of all the wealth management people out there. You need uh, you need to be a CUCK to a guy that doesn't who's scared of a one percent Bitcoin allocation. When a one percent so Bitcoin 
it proves the uselessness of these dudes. Because I don't know what their excuse is. I'm sure these uh, wealth management guys, they know all about the politics. They, they've been watching CNN. And that's the thing. They've been watching CNN. <laughs> that's why they don't know about Bitcoin. Pound that like button. And do you want someone do you want, do you want someone who does not know about Bitcoin, who's scared of a 1% allocation to manage your money? Be your own boss, dude. Take personal responsibility. I can't believe this is still out there, that, this, that it's still a legitimate profession. Yeah, the, uh, the, the ones that they haven't gone out of business, the ones that didn't have uh, recommended at least a 1% Bitcoin uh, allocation. And uh, the better ones, and I don't know if these guys even exist, they, they should have been recommending 10% and, and more. Okay. Because, I mean, 1% Bitcoin allocation, easily you could have uh, – in a few years, it could have already made up five percent of your uh, your uh, your portfolio. I'm not going to in terms of total wealth. If you value your wealth in dollars, which no doubt some of these CUCKs do, that uh, that uh, that that hire these these third parties, these unnecessary hard part third parties. So let me give you some more hard, harsh, cold facts. When I was uh, I I have some turmeric, some uh, the, the actual the root, the root, not just the powder, but turmeric is very good for you. And I just came up with this saying, turmeric over Tootsie Rolls, okay? Guys like me gave up Tootsie Rolls a long time ago. We've been incorporating turmeric into our diet, and we've got a nation of Tootsie Rolls. We've got a, a Western world of people that don't know turmeric. They know Tootsie Rolls, and you brought this on yourselves. If you're scared and you're sick and you're obese, you're morbidly obese, and you work Tootsie Rolls over turmeric, the information's out there. You watch nonsense you watch sitcoms you your soap operas are politics you whatever the tv tells you is right is right so you saw sodas and stuff advertised you ate sodas and now there's a there's a new uh, a new disease out there and you're prone to get it because you're morbidly obese you it's your fault it's your fault take personal responsibility i saw today a woman she had a mask on and she was Pushing a cart of, I guess she had just come from the supermarket. Did she have turmeric? Did she have apples? Did she have healthy stuff in her uh, cart? She was a, an older woman wearing, no, no, she had Mountain Dew, a bunch of freaking Mountain Dew. She brought it on. If she dies, it's her fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't, oh, so she's an old lady. So she have to drink freaking Mountain Dew? You, you're supposed to feel bad for an old lady drinking Mountain Dew? When, 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 every, when all the news is out there? I'm sure she knows about the, you know, the Trump versus Biden and this versus that. So, Speak the truth, okay? The productive strike back. We're the productive. Speak the truth. These people, these fat, fatties who do Tootsie Rolls and Mountain Dew over uh, turmeric, they brought it on themselves. It's their fault, okay? It, it, things happen. Things change. Disease, new diseases come. They're prone to all sorts of diseases. But let, let, you don't feel bad. You, didn't, you don't sacrifice for those fatties, those Tootsie Rolls. Again, this is and this is the it's victim. You're victim shaming. You guys are victim pedestal. You're freaking uh, compliant little uh, statist. It's unbelievable. These people are there should be no sympathy at all. All right. Solutions over sympathy. I just gave you solutions. Stop drinking Mountain Dew. Stop. You should have stopped it back in February and eaten Tootsie Rolls. Get, learn. Use the Internet. It's a great search tool on how to be healthy. And those are the harsh, cold facts. All the noise out there that, oh, you're killing grandma. If grandma's drinking Mountain Dew, she's killing herself. All right. Now, 
There's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for it. I mean, if she wants to just drink or say, drink Mountain Dew and, and die, and then and, and that's fine, and not care, then, okay, that's her choice. That's her choice. But I, I'm not, I'm not changing my lifestyle for somebody like that. And, and we're expected to in this victim glorification culture. I, d- victims are disgusting. These these the victims who brought it on themselves. They're not even they're not true victims. I don't want to be associated with people like that. That's productivity there. Okay. So we we don't live in a world and we live in a world where everybody wants to be with the victim. Everybody wants to go glory, give them an excuse, another excuse, another you know, give them money, throw them money, and everything. When we're, we're the ones that are producing it, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Bitcoin is the producers. We are the producers. We should be proud, proud of your success, proud that you got rich through Bitcoin, proud that you did your own research years and years ago, and then it, it's paid off. While all the, these other schmoes are, are uh, hiring uh, drinking Mountain Dew with their financial planners who can't even put 1% of their freaking wealth in the Bitcoin. All right, pound that like button. Now, this article, I love the start of this article. It's a Coin Telegraph article. Usually, Coin Telegraph has a lot of noise in it. The year 2020 sucked for pretty much everyone, unless you're holding Bitcoin, that is. Yeah. The price of Bitcoin is up 125% year to date, making it once again the best performing asset, just as it has been for the past decade. Strangely enough, the public seems completely oblivious to this fact. But not everyone is ignoring Bitcoin's latest rally above $16,000. Currently, the price is just a 20% shy of its all-time high. Now, the the point that I love about this, the public seems completely oblivious to this fact. Yes, it's not – they don't see – they are completely oblivious to this fact. But they're drinking their Mountain Dew, eating their Tootsie Rolls, doing what CNN tells them to worry about. Oh, worry, there's going to be a coup. Trump's planning a coup. Do they even know what a coup is? Have they been in a, in, a, in a third world country where a real coup takes place? What happens during a coup? All right. No, they, they, they don't even understand the word, but they're going to be worried about it. They're so worried about, oh, there's a cold. I've been drinking Mountain Dew my whole life, and now I'm morally obese, and I might die from something that I can just, you know, I can still avoid. Uh, but I don't know what Bitcoin is. Yes, that's the world we live in today. That's the, And you should be proud that that this whole that, that the world is that crazy that uh, they still, that it's, uh, it's a freaking 16,000 freaking dollars. And just at it was just at the in, at the end of 2016, it was at 900. dollars I mean, and we're talking about four year intervals with Matt Ky- Max Kaiser and his predictions. That's a real thing, right there. The end of December, it was in the 900s, and then four years. It's not even four less than four years later. It's at 16,000. Okay, imagine if all the people that were bitter about Hillary then actually learned about Bitcoin then. I mean, I was telling people to do 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 such a thing then. But uh, all right, so. It goes – that article goes on to say that the rich are getting richer with Bitcoin, which I think is great, which I think is great because if the poor and the ignorant, if they're too stupid to get off their fat Tootsie Roll butts to like do a little research and they say, oh, this – they brought – and of course they're going to blame the rich. They, but the rich are rich for a reason because they learn, because they, they, they do their own research, because they're healthy, healthy of mind, healthy of body. All right. They, they don't believe everything on CNN. OK, they don't wait. They don't have a financial. Some might have financial planners, but they don't rely blindly on their. They fire their financial planner. The financial planner doesn't know about Bitcoin, for God's sakes. Now. All right. Uh, what is it? Uh, Bitcoin is a small club and you can be in it. And that is the bottom line. There's no one preventing any of these people from being in our club. It's a small club because all these idiots don't want to be in it. It would be a big club if the 80 percenters actually woke up and came into it. It can still be a big club. It will be a moderately – it'll be an okay-sized club eventually. Some people are just so stupid and they're so impulsive that they, they won't have – they have no savings. They, they don't know what savings is, so they'll, ne- they'll never get into Bitcoin. They're just, just some people. This is just the way they are, and you're supposed to feel bad for these people. You're supposed to go out of your way and sacrifice for these people. 
No, no, the productive do not do that. Do the productive do not do that. Someone says, do you think 2021 will be dominated by lockdowns and illness hysteria like uh, 2020? No, I don't think it will be. I think uh, it, uh, by the end, it'll be, it'll be out of most people's system by the end. I think in some countries, um, there will be complete rebellions against it. I think in some states like Florida, uh, Florida won't, will be like 2019 almost immediately. It won't be. I, I mean, I haven't been to Florida recently, so I can't comment. But uh, for, I think they're going to have. They're going to remain strong-handed through all the hype of the new president trying to scare people. I mean, the 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 governor of Mississippi. I think I'm going to talk about this on tomorrow's show. Already said, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be part of a national lockdown. But there's no such thing as a national lockdown. There is no such thing. The president cannot order that. He can recommend that and say, all 50 states, you better do it. But he can't force them to do it. Mississippi already said they won't do it. Florida won't do it. South Dakota won't do it. I mean, I, there's probably some other ones too. But no, so no, I, I don't think 2021 will be dominated by the lockdowns and the illness hysteria. And maybe in some parts of the world, at first it will. But I mean, by this time next year, I think it will be in a whole new. We, what, there might be a new hysteria. Uh, well, there might be a new. There might be a new issue brought on by the vaccines by then. If, if the vaccines are widely distributed and if they if they fail, if they make things worse, that might be uh, what the second half of uh, 2021 is about. How what a huge mistake it was for people to take the darn thing. But I, I can't predict. I, I, I do think we're going to get by the by this time next year, things will be people won't be worried about the disease per se. And there won't be lockdowns anymore. Definitely. In, in the Western world. Okay, pound that like button. Uh, I see another question. It took uh, 0.13, big, uh, I took out 0.13 Bitcoin today, uh, 3,000 uh, Canadian pesos. Uh, what do you mean you took out, you bought 0.13? I hope that's what you meant you did. Uh, you, you didn't spend 0.13. I think you, I think you bought some. So that's, it's always good to be buying Bitcoin. It's, pe- people are asking me, well, should I wait till it goes back below 16,000? I'm like, dude, if you, are a buyer of Bitcoin, you think that one day it's going to be in the six-digit realm. So what is the difference between buying it at 16 or 13 or 14 or 15? If you truly believe it's going to be in the six-digit realm. Now, if you do not believe it's going to be in the six-digit realm, if you don't have the uh, long-term thinking and you can't defer gratification to hold on to the Bitcoin you buy today for at least four years, then you don't deserve to be a bit. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to screw up. You should. But I, I only think that Bitcoin should be for people that buy Bitcoin should be willing to hold on to it for at least four years from the date that they purchase it. And thus, they think it is going to be in the six-digit realm one day. Okay? They're not buying it to be traders. Traders serve a purpose, but I think they're I think they're insane. <laughs> I think they're gamblers. I think it's not it's not logical. The buy and hold method of Adam Frickin' Meister has paid off greatly for lots of people, including Adam Frickin' Meister. And the 210,000 block theory is still – it's still – out there. It has not been disproven yet. So you just have to, I've, I've always preached buy and hold 2020, buy and hold 2024. It's, it's to get people into that mindset. And I, on Thursday, I, I forgot to say, I, I lost track at one point. Now I remember what I was going to say. Um, people have said, well, if it hits 20,000, will that make you change your mind and sell Adam? Will that, dudes, you think I'm that freaking impulsive? You, you haven't been watching this show. I've got a freaking strong, Hand. Strong hand is not just a saying, it is a way of life. So just because of Bitcoin all of a sudden got the thirty thousand dollars, I 
I'm telling you, I'm holding it in onto that stuff until 2024. Okay, I put, I, I, I have things set up in my life per personally that I know I don't need to get into the Bitcoin stash until 2024. Okay, I'm a long-term thinker. I'm not just because all of a sudden it spikes to something that you didn't expect it to spike to doesn't mean I'm going to be tempted. If you if you are prone to that temptation, you're going to get wrecked in this game. Okay, you're going to get wrecked. If you you've got to you've got to have your system set up so that you don't go leave your system suddenly. Okay, that's something like that that doesn't make you freak out. And, and the other way, a lot of people freaked out when he got below four thousand dollars on March the twelfth. You've got to have your sit. You've got to have a strong end. You've got to have a plan here, man. And so the people wonder, well, Adam, will you change your mind if it gets to twenty? What do you mean? How's this possible? How's this possible with me? That I mean, I guess most people don't have personalities like me. You can you can have you can train yourself to have be a strong hand to get into a regiment that you eat only one meal a day. I'm pointing to the meal over there that I'm going to eat soon. Okay, with the, the avocados already. Uh, it's already tempting me, okay? It's already tempting me. But I know I'm not. I'm waiting until I do my cold shower. That's how I do it every day. The cold shower. Then I then I eat. All right. Now and we will talk about that. That's a Beyond Bitcoin show type of topic. This is the uh, Bitcoin Noise Show. All right. And yes, Spartacus bought Bitcoin, Bitcoin today. All right. That is good, man. You just you made my. It, it's awesome. All right. Now. <laughs> so uh, one, of, one of Adam's rules is that he has to be done his last meal by 9 p.m. And I will not last now, his one meal by 9 p.m. Uh, and so it's 741 here right now. And so I haven't started my meal yet. So usually it takes me less than an hour to eat the whole meal, but I still got to do the cold shower. So I'm trying to rush through this. I'm trying to get through this, guys. Bear with me. Bear with me. Pound that like button. And if you're watching this tape, then just play the 2X. Please play the 2X. And uh, so we talked about Bitcoin as being a small club. Okay. Other investors will uh, also eventually realize that a small allocation <laughs> of, uh, of capital into Bitcoin significantly boosts portfolio returns. And that's what I'm saying. The, these freaking wealth managers don't even realize that yet. Um, and I, so I, I don't know how these financial advisors don't even know this. Uh, strangely enough, the public seems completely oblivious to this fact. OK, we went over that. Um, I bet more people think uh, Trump is owned by the Russians than really know about Bitcoin. That, that's the pathetic world that we live in today, that there's some people that think that the, the, the Russians controlled the United States for the last four years. They legitimately believe that, and they don't know what Bitcoin is. There are more people that believe that the Russians control the United States than uh, know what Bitcoin is. That, that's how pathetic 80 percenters are. Uh, all right, so Bitcoiners can compartmentalize noise, okay? We've heard all this political noise out there. I think that there might be a few Bitcoiners who unfortunately uh, believe some you know, virus noise and everything. But we can – at least they can put it in one compartment and not let it distract them from actually buying Bitcoin. All right. So all these people who you know, think that uh, – who care more about politics than, than their own financial uh, well-being, than know about Bitcoin, they are going to be the first people screaming – how privileged we are, how lucky we are. They are, they are going to be the, the most envious ones out there, of course, the no-coiners. And yeah, I love to say that we're Bitcoin privileged. I love the run. We're, we're privileged. It's, it's, it's not a privilege granted by some king. We grant it to ourselves that we know how to use our heads. They could, they could grant their privilege to themselves, but they do not. So uh, King of the Trolls, who's, who's Roger Bear, obviously, um, he has a very uh, – Coindesk, usually very noisy, 
they have a, a very interesting article where he says, if PayPal knew that this sort of contentious hard fork was likely to happen, maybe they wouldn't have added Bcash at all to their roadmap, Bayer told Coindesk in an interview. Uh, and so it is a really big problem to have these contentious hard forks. I'd like to see them come to an end. Okay, so that's his thing. But as of press time, PayPal hasn't responded to Coindesk's request for comment on the upcoming fork event. So I was wondering about this. Like PayPal said they were going to sell Bitcoin, Bcash, Litecoin, and Ethereum. But I'm like, do they know the Bcash thing? Do they know there could be two Bcashes? They're probably not. But what Bcash do they mean? Isn't this amazing that if this is true, if what Roger Bear says is true, and they didn't reply to Coindesk either, that a company like PayPal jumps in the cryptocurrency, as well they should, but one of the coins that they listed just for the sake of diversification, they don't know what's about to happen with it. It just shows you how early we are in all this and that you've you got to be really careful. When it, when it comes to these you're trusting third parties and making good decisions, okay? PayPal's a wealthy company. They've made a lot of great decisions. And getting listing Bitcoin was a great decision. But um, they don't – it's quite possible they do not understand what they got into with Bcash. And I don't think it's going to turn out poorly for them, okay? But they really should have known there was going to be a fork. And uh, it, it – it, is, it would be absolutely amazing if that is if that's true. But uh, we live in a crazy freaking world, and it just shows you that you knew that was going to happen. You have more knowledge than a freaking uh, tremendous company like that. It, it just sh it just shows you what learning, getting insider information from the Bitcoin Master Channel gives you. Okay, well, it gives you an advantage over major corporations and stuff. Okay. I want to quickly talk about a, a vicious cycle that is out there. I call it the GBTC vicious cycle. Okay, they are making so much money. They now are they own two point seven percent of all the Bitcoin ever created. Okay, so how can they keep doing that? Well, we've got all these CUCKs out there who live in that old fashioned paradigm where somebody else has to manage their money. But at least they've heard of Bitcoin, so they're like, well, this grayscale thing. Uh, I could buy it through my four hundred one k. I'm a CUCK and I don't trust myself to be my own bank, even though that's what Bitcoin's about. So I'll let them do that and I will pay their ridiculously high fees and I will, and the price I will pay for the Bitcoin that I think I own, because they really won't own the Bitcoin, it's GBTC really owns it, will be an elevated price. So GBTC has quite a system set up and hey, you can hate on them as much as you want, but this is the way of the normies, okay? And I don't think it's changing any time soon. Their business model is normies are ignorant, Normies have sort of heard of Bitcoin. They don't know about controlling their own private key. They're used to paying these large fees. They're used to paying more than what the, the, uh, the price you can get on the exchange for it is. And so they, they keep their business model and the people keep on pouring in. And thus, if the people keep on pouring, they got to they buy up more and more Bitcoin. And it, it just never ends. And then people see, oh, look, they got, they got even more Bitcoin now. Oh, I better buy into it. It, it's, it seems they're so successful. I'll buy into this little uh, system of theirs. Okay, it's, 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 it's never ending. People, I mean, the only way it could end, well, I've heard if there's a, uh, if there's a true ETF, it might uh, put this out of business. But I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe, he's, he's got this thing rolling, Barry Silver. Good for him. Good for him. Now, what can we take? We, we, can, we can hate on Barry Silver for this. We can be envious for Barry Silver for, for this. But no. No, no, no. We are productive. 
and I cheer him on for this, okay? I cheer him on because the what's the bottom line? He's taking more and more Bitcoin off the market, all right? He's making it more and more scarce. And these CUCKs are funding the whole thing and paying him an extra fee to do it. And that's good for us holders, okay? That's great for us holders that there's a... Um, Anyway, that, that, that this this continues. That it becomes more scarce. That what we have is a uh, e even more scarce. All right, now uh, what I have here. This trend. How can yeah? I don't know how a twenty a rational twenty percenter can understand what I just put out there. You know, and and not if they're going to buy Bitcoin, a rational twenty percenter not do it the correct way. Okay, so Elon Musk. I got it. He uh, he felt sick. He. Uh, he needed to take the test for the virus. He took it four times in a row and twice said he was positive and twice it said he was negative. And the rumors have been out there for a while. These tests are useless. They are useless. They are, they, they're too precise. Okay. What's out. It, it's useless. It's a joke. And I'm so glad that he, a, a famous person like him, wasn't ashamed of it. He put it out there. He, he's putting it out there. Carl Danager, who I will link to below, he has a legitimate way of dealing with this virus, okay? Carl Janager is a genius also, like Elon Musk is. I love, in the Elon Musk thread, where he talks about this, there are people calling Elon Musk an idiot. These freaking 80 percenters have no freaking clue. Okay, no, to, to call a genius like that, one of the great inventors of our time, an idiot. I mean, this is the this is the, the world, the impulsive, uh, what's, what's that, uh, What's that condition called? Uh, Dunning-Kruger uh, world that we live in, where everybody thinks they're so darn smart that they're going to call Elon Musk an idiot because he uh, he shares a story about a, a defective freaking uh, test that everyone is uh, supposed to take. <laughs> Not everyone. That if you feel sick, you're supposed to take this thing. People have been quarantined on these false results. They've taken away two weeks of their lives for this nonsense. It's it's so but Carl Denzer has anything so good good job Elon Musk good good job calling out the uselessness of of, of this uh, of these tests okay now uh, I want to say another another no noise that's out there ICU beds are, are getting close to being full you do know that you know this time of the year when in flu season and stuff that, that often happens in hospitals okay do do do, do they want to shut down the whole darn world. Um, when, when it's happened in other years because of flu and, and because of whatever, people get sick. The, that's how hospitals run their darn business. They run it close to freaking capacity. The doctors and nurses signed up for this. The, the hospital managers signed up for this. It's their job. Figure it out. It's not my job to figure it out. It's yours. Do your darn job. Know your role. Pound that like button, okay? Or get out of the kitchen, okay? Leave, leave, the, leave the hospital business if you don't know how to do it. Because it happens every darn year. They figure it out every year. They figure it out this year too, okay? Know your darn role. You know, all these ridiculous rules that people can't be with their dying uh, family members beca because of this, because there's hospital capacity issues. That someone who's dying of uh, Alzheimer's, God forbid, they, they, their whole family can't be with them. They have to rot in the hospital by themselves. That, that, what, what a lovely that, – that's how you solve it? Or, well, that's what the government recommends. It's just, it's just ridiculous here. All right, so um, – I see there's more questions there. I really want to eat um, or shower than eat. Andy Hoffman, though, has got a good a good uh, reminder uh, of how early this is. After all it's accomplished and how high its market cap is, amazing how small the Bitcoin community remains. I know everyone in it. <laughs> That's an exaggeration, but you, you get the point. And the rest of the world knows no one. Consider, for instance, how many tens of thousands of equity and analysts exist. 
we'll get there soon. I, I mean, I agree with you, Andy. In the, the English-speaking world, um, more people should know about it. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird that they don't, but they, they're, they're more obsessed with Trump, I guess, or, or something like that. Um, but it is a small community, and we definitely know a lot of people in it. You, you, you read the same names. It, it will be great when you will have not heard of a company that owns Bitcoin. They, oh, that's a surprise. I didn't know they owned it. Like we know every single company that has it in their treasury, basically. Basic. I mean, some will reveal some stuff soon enough. Um, but I mean, we know, we know every uh, publication in, in the space. There's so much room for growth out there. And it, it is. And on the other side, Nobody knows who the big names in the Bitcoin space even are. They, they might know who the Winklevies are, but only because of Facebook and, and such in the movie. Uh, so, yeah, the other day I told you about Nick, a great Nick Carter tweet where he points out how over time Bcash and BSV have become much more centralized in their ownership than only if, like it's bigger whales that keep on buying and buying that stuff as if they're pumping up the price. That no one wrote a story about that. That's the kind of insider information you get on the freaking Bitcoin Meister channel. Okay, I do the research for you. Follow me also on lbry.tv. This is your home of freaking Bitcoin Meister, of uh, Bitcoin insider information. And I guess lbry.tv slash at Bitcoin Meister is too, because it just replays all the stuff here. I'm trying to diversify onto other uh, platforms. I'm on uh, obviously uh, Parler. I've been getting so many followers on Parler. I'm Bitcoin Meister on there also. And uh, yeah, I'm Bitcoin Meister on BitChute, et cetera. So go, go. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm frustrated with YouTube, but I'm competing. I go on the other platforms and stuff. Okay. And finally, I'm going to leave you. I, I get emails from Gemini and they sent out, I, I guess it was Friday. I think it was Friday. They sent out a FOMO email. The title was price alert, price alert. Bitcoin has surpassed $16,000. So they are spreading the FOMO. They are using Bitcoin to just sell more of their uh, product, which is Bitcoin and then altcoins too, but it's, et cetera. I, I'm glad, I'm glad. Good good for them for you, for spreading FOMO. FOMO is a powerful tool. Uh, Cassie says, what do you think will be the outcome of the Bcash fork? I think it will just, it will produce a minor altcoin. It will just, the B, Bcash will remain Bcash and Amari coin will be Amari coin. And I guess he'll get well, he'll get wealthy off of it. But there's not going to be an argument over what Bcash is. Amari, Amari's coin is not going to be Bcash, okay? So it's really not that big of a deal. Um, um, are, B, are, B, are Bitcoin holders getting some of this fork? What do you mean? The, the Bcash fork? No. Unless they never forked off their Bcash, okay? And, or if they hold Bcash. I mean, a Bitcoin holder can hold Bcash too. The only way a Bitcoin holder can get some of this fork is if they owned Bitcoin before. <laughs> I can't believe I'm explaining this. Uh, I'm putting, this is so rare. I don't know if anyone exists like this out there. Who, who cares? If you own Bitcoin before August 1st, 2017, and you control the private key, and you never split off your Bcash, then you're entitled to some Bcash and BSV and, to, and this thing also. But I don't think, I don't know how many people there are like that. I'm pretty sure the Australian Bitcoin auction winner uh, who got 2000 in 2016 is, is one of those entities, though, from, from what I can tell. OK, that is it. And also, Tabal Dakres got the illusion, uh, the know your role illusion. He, 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 he watches, I guess he, it's, it's from wrestling, uh, old, old school wrestling. All right. Uh, 
pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Um, follow, you know, subscribe to this backup channel, my main channel. Spread the word. If you're watching this tape, I hope you played it at 2x. Pound that like button. Uh, turmeric over Tootsie Rolls. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Spread the word over Twitter. Retweet it.